Welcome to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire, a weekly podcast with Mina Puri, an Ayurvedic practitioner and spiritual teacher who brings the ancient, time-tested wisdom of Ayurveda in this time of great upheaval and global ascension to inspire you to the next level of your spiritual evolution. She will discuss all topics related to your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you ready to be free of all suffering and soar to your heart's calling? Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Meena Puri, your host. I've been a teacher and a student of the ancient wisdom of yoga and Ayurveda for over three decades. And if you are looking for a spiritual direction during this time, I invite you to take a look at my newly launched spiritual mentorship program. The link will be provided below. But today, I'm so excited to talk with you on a very important topic. It's it's about gratitude. We all know that gratitude has the power to heal. But it has so much more potential and power uh, to transform our lives in the ways we never imagined. So today I'm very excited to invite uh, David Georgebrook. David Georgebrook is a gratitude teacher. He is a storyteller. He's also an author and a motivational speaker, but um, most commonly known as that gratitude guy. David, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mina. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I am so thrilled. And, uh, you know, the first time when you and I met on KS Media Group app, and and I thought about how can you continue to talk about gratitude, talk about gratitude, what is inside it. So can you tell us a little bit more about your journey into finding this and how that transformed your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think as I look back, Mina, on my life, there was a lot of life, everybody, especially when you get to be as old as I am, and some of us that have been around five, six, seven decades, whatever it's been, you've definitely experienced uh, trials and tribulations, ups and downs. I, I maintain life is a lot like a roller coaster ride. There's big highs and there's big lows, and the highs are fantastic, but the lows are challenging. And how do you get through those lows? And so I, I think I was like a lot of people where I just had a lot of things happen to me that were pretty tough to deal with. And involving uh, the loss of my parents when I was relatively young, my dad uh, was committing suicide, my mom died of cancer, I later lost my wife. And so just in going through those, as well as some other losses, I I was just always looking for a good coping mechanism. And as I've said many times, there's so many destructive and deadly coping mechanisms that that uh, destroy people's lives and in some cases kill them. And I think about uh, drugs and alcohol and and medications, uh, prescription medications, things like this. All these things are just people's way of trying to find a way to cope. And again, the problem is, is a lot of them are do a lot of damage and in some cases kill you. So along the way, I actually started out with first finding out about a gratitude journal. And a friend of mine had said, I told him I was struggling, having some really big issues. And he said, well, have you ever gotten a gratitude journal? And probably like a lot of people in the audience, I mean, I did. What's what's a gratitude journal? 
Well, mm-hmm. it's a journal that you write in every day and you write down what you're grateful for. And so I got one, ordered it, I think, on Amazon. And I got one and I just started writing every morning and I just took five or 10 minutes. And I was just fascinated by how much it changed my mindset because you're talking constantly. And when you write something, I have a saying in my gratitude journal that says, if you think about it, it's like a dream. If you talk about it, it inspires you. But if you write about it, it empowers you. So there's this act of writing. I am so grateful to Mina Puri for inviting me to the podcast and so forth that it plants it in your brain better. So I just noticed that it had such an impact and it was such a healthy coping mechanism. And I started doing that. And eventually I'd always wanted to be a speaker. And I decided that that's what I was going to do. And my topic was going to be gratitude. And it took me 40 years. I was 19 when I decided to want to be a speaker. And it was my early 60s when I finally decided to make the leap. But I had my topic and it was gratitude. And I've been doing it ever since now, these last 10 years or so. And it's it's been the best work I've ever done in my life because you're impacting so many lives. Mm-hmm. I know you do as well, Mina. It's so fantastic when people tell me on a regular basis through uh, voicemails, notes, texts, whatever it might be, emails, uh, you change my life. And by your work, the talks, the keynotes, the coaching, whatever. So it's just thrilling to be in a position where you can help people. It really is um, very transformative. You said so many things in there. And one of the things that you said that when you write it, it empowers you. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, the, the messages get instilled into our inner being at so many different levels. When we use our voice, we hear it and integrate it in a different way. When we write it down and see it, the process of writing and seeing it, it's another layer of yes. deeper instilling the idea into your mind. Mm-hmm. I know that I've done gratitude journals all the time. I haven't mm-hmm. written, I don't write anymore. I should do it again, but I always go through it in my mind. And I remember when I started to write the gratitude and I said, I'm going to write three things. I mean, I could write 50 things. Mm-hmm. And it really, you know, when you shift the focus, it really changes you at a cellular and hormonal level. Mm-hmm. And it uplifts your mood and creates the inner vibration that in turn invite the same in the external. It really starts such a transformative process within yourself at a, doing something very simple, but it is very subtle and a profound level. So I think in especially during this time, my God, it's, gratitude is like holding on to a, a little array of hope. That's going to pull us out of this kind of like the dark, you know, nest that we've been in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So it really, there is no other magic than the magic of creating, having a different mindset. That's going to differentiate, you know, between the the people who are down and depressed and people who are uplifted, you know, between like sort of called winners and losers. It's really Mm -hmm. the mindset and gratitude, finding gratitude is the way to um, change the mindset. So as I was thinking about, you know, that we were going to have this conversation, and I know there there is a lot in our life that we are simply not grateful for, right? Exactly. So how do we, you know, there, there, there comes a time, I think, in everyone's life when simply you're just 
you cannot find anything to be grateful for. Yes, you can find grateful for the fact that you're even alive to say you are not grateful. Mm -hmm. But who's looking in that direction at that time? Right. So what do you do? What 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 is your advice for people who are just feeling so down and disturbed and depressed and they cannot find something to be grateful for? They're simply not grateful for anything in their life because their life has been so tough. Right, right. Well, coincidentally, I'm thinking about a gentleman that I just, I coach and I talked to him last week. And, and one of the ways he opened the coaching session with was, I'm, you need to help me. You're my coach. I'm just having such a hard time with my gratitude journal, what to write that I'm grateful for. And I, my very first thought was, I almost, I wouldn't, of course, do this, but I wanted to chuckle and go, you've got to be kidding me. And so I know his situation because I've coached mm -hmm. him for a while. But I said, well, let me ask you something. Let's stop and think about this a second. Now, you live in a nice house, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then do you sleep in a warm bed at night? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then when you get up in the morning, do you take a nice hot shower? Yes. Mm -hmm. And is there food in the refrigerator? And we started going down and I go, it's just that simple. Well, I know, but there's a lot of things that my relationship with my spouse is not very good. And I said, I understand that. That can be worked on. But you start from a base, like what you said, Mina, just even if you say three things every day, just write down three things. Mm -hmm. When I have the, the Brooker's daily gratitude journal that I sell a lot of, and I sell them at my talks and so forth. And some people, I say, well, it's just five or 10 minutes every day. And so, mm -hmm. but I go, but people say, if you had just one thing to say, one bit of advice after you talk about this, I said, well, then just start out with just writing one thing. Just write three things every it's day. It's going to leave you more, yeah. Yeah, start with that. And every little journey starts with one step, of course. And then maybe today write one thing, tomorrow three things, and then maybe write a sentence. And then you can build on that. But it's just, it's so interesting because I've never met anybody that's got it absolutely the best or the worst in life. We're all somewhere in between, again, mm -hmm. that roller coaster ride. And so, but I think, again, I have to, at the risk of sometimes sounding sarcastic, I, I wanted to say to him this, this same coaching client, you know, there's always, it's never going to be perfect. You're always working, but you have to decide every day you get out of bed, you can get out of bed on the left side, positive or on the right side, negative. It's your mm -hmm. choice. Nobody gets in and it rewires your brain. So my contention is as that gratitude guys, I choose gratitude. I choose positive. I choose to see the glass half full. Maybe one of the best examples that's ever been said about, is it glass half full or half empty? Yeah. And I just think it's just such a better way to live because we can go walk around with our head down. I mean, ultimately, we all die. We all leave this earth. So we're here for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. So technically, you could say at the end, we go somewhere else where depending on your belief, but your time on earth is done. Well, why not make it as positive as you can while you're here? And yet sometimes, Mina, I contend it seems like a lot of people, sometimes the majority, depending on who I'm talking to, are negative. And I just think it's such a shame because it's a choice you get to make every day. It is. I think, you know, when we're talking about gratitude, people, you know, the, the feeling might be you're undermining my troubles. Mm. You don't know the extent of my troubles. So really, my point is that it's not that we're not going to have uh, things that we're simply not grateful for. That we're just pissed off about them. We're like mm -hmm. questioning why, why me? Why the heck that happened to me? But at the same time, when we look at, and, you know, my question is, why not you? I mean, I'm not any special than the next guy. <laughs> right. It can right. happen to anybody. You are part of that. Right. And it's really about shifting focus. It's really about, you know, the, the antenna, which channel do you want to subscribe to? Life is a mixed bag of goods, right? If we shift our focus, 
then our attention, our energy goes there. Mm -hmm. So when the the focus is shifted to something positive, wow, you know, even if I love when somebody said, you know, even on a cloudy day, sun is still there. Exactly. Above the clouds. Above the clouds. You can't Mm -hmm. see it. So, you know, I sometimes do my sun meditations like I'm envisioning the sun is coming into all of my energetic body. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not there, I'm still doing that because I've yeah. seen how it looks and I just bring it in. And it really is is an uplifting exercise. So yeah. exactly, you know, you have nothing to lose, only something to gain. Give it a mm-hmm. try to just think about something positive, even having like a warm bed to sleep on. Mm-hmm. Comfort, especially in these wintry nights, you know, mm-hmm. it's so it's a privilege. It's such a gift to have a warm, cozy bed to sleep on and warm shower and food in the fridge. So it's not that our troubles are going to go away. It's not that, um, you know, we're going to ignore them. Actually, what happens is when you pay attention to what you're grateful for, all the energy that we have vested in enduring the things that we are not grateful for, that energy is freed. Mm-hmm. So right. you actually begin to have more energy for solutions for mm-hmm. those things that you don't feel so grateful for. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a matter of shifting focus right. and allow the life's energy to flow in that direction. And I think to your point, Mina, too, back to the the writing, for instance, the writing and how it gets into your brain and so forth. I, I, I mentioned this. I, I really emphasize it a lot about it's a choice. And I, I don't like it when people say they start a sentence with you don't understand or you're undermining my problem. It's like, oh, OK, so we're going to discount immediately. So you're not even willing to look at this another way. And the same thing I think about writing is like I think about self-talk. And I've had coaching clients before and people I've met that will say something like, I'm just a dumb guy from ABC city in such and such a state. And I go, no, stop, stop right there. Listen, you have a mouth, one mouth and two ears. Those two ears just heard you say you're a dumb person. Do not do that. That plants it into your brain. They hear that and it starts moving towards that. But I think, again, this thing about this idea of having a choice is something I really, really push because nobody is forcing somebody to think a certain way. And so I will try to remind people little things like, you know, I felt bad for a man who had no shoes until I saw a man who had no feet. And so it's always going to be there's always going to be somebody above and below David or Mina or whoever. And how about just celebrating where we are? And being blessed. And sometimes I think about something and I know the work that you do and the work that I do. I just think I'm so blessed to have a decent brain between these two ears that works pretty well. And there's Mm -hmm. people that are mentally ill or that have different challenges and so forth. And gosh, it's just, again, back to that glass half full. It's just such a preferential way to look at things when you see all your blessings in abundance and who wants to focus on your lack. And like uh, somebody once told me, I love this. They said, make your strengths productive, make your weaknesses irrelevant. Who cares? Like I can speak in front of 10,000 soldiers with no problem at all and get a message across for an hour, but I can't draw a circle to save my life. So I'm not going to go take an art class to see if I can get better at drawing a circle. That's not my skill set, but I'm going to get out there and get that message. So make those strengths productive and see that glass half full and then don't worry about the negatives. Exactly. That's wonderful. Again, I think to know that we have a choice is another is a level of awakening. Mm-hmm. Because when we are continuously living in our current circumstances, in our predicaments, um, when we haven't seen the other side, we mistakenly think that this is the truth of our life. Mm-hmm. We become, a, a, you know, a, a victim to our circumstances, yes, not true. realizing that we actually have created them. 
Yes. Right. Yes, and if true. we have, we that's that's the whole work there. We have created them. It's really how do you get to that work is by asking the bigger big. That's when we can ask the bigger question: Why me? Right. Maybe right. that's an insightful question that will take you into why me, me, me. Who am I? Did I do something? Have yes. I done something? Have yeah. I have I contributed? How have I participated? In my predicaments, in the challenges that I'm having, that little stirring can can open the the places that are dark within our psyche mm-hmm. by asking the bigger questions. And right. and you know the choice is it's such a it's our superpower. Yes, we yeah. every moment to moment we have a choice. We have a choice. We have a tool. Mind is a tool, folks. If the mind can continuously think, oh, my God, why me? This sucks. And my life is just shitty. It's so gray outside when the pandemic is going to be over. You you are doing that talk. Your mind will follow. Your mind will say, yes, I know. And it just, you know, we just kind of get into that downward spiral. Or when it's a tool, tool means we get to know how to use it. So when we think of mind as a tool, we get to use it in the way that's going to be uplifting right. for us. Right. for recognizing that we have a choice, if we can wake up to that knowing. Right. And I think something too, Mina, I think in this day and age of technology, mm-hmm. uh, I've thought about this in the past, I think of the human body kind of as the hardware and our mindset is the software. And so we can program it to be, we're all given the two arms and two legs and two ears and so on and so forth. And then you can decide how you want to program that hardware. I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's really, it's interesting because you just said something that made me think of this about what we focus on. What is it? What we focus, our energy goes where our focus flows or our focus goes where our energy flows. I forget, but I, I give a good example that I love is that I come from the Northwest and there's snow and everything. And if you're going along the road and it gets icy and you start slipping on the ice, if you focus on the tree, you'll hit the tree. But if you focus <laughs> on the open space, you'll you'll flow into the open space. And it is so true. It's absolutely so, it's so, so true. Yeah, you know, there used to be that that old saying that, oh, the grass is greener on the neighbor's yard. Right. Exactly. So then we understood that, no, actually, the grass is greener where you water it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. <laughs> so the water is the attention. Where Where is your attention? Where are you focusing? Right. Uh, to enliven that I you know I always say even if you can find one strength everybody has one strength yes I know it's more than that everybody has at least one god-given talent gift something in them that is so unique to them yes that's true in in the middle of you know the 99 failures if you have that one little thing that you can do mm-hmm I say blow it out of proportion and work on that. Work on expanding that, expanding that. And, you know, with just the focus, like where you water it, it grows. And it's so important, too. I just I yeah. love examples. I think one of the things as a speaker that I, I coach other speakers on and, and try to always do myself is tell stories. Because stories, you own those stories and you see them, but mm-hmm. they set an example. And when you just said you have 99 failures... I, I do a podcast myself and I had listened to a lot of podcasts when I do my walk every day. And I had, there was one podcast where they had the guest, and the guest was James Dyson that made the Dyson vacuum cleaner. 
And when mm -hmm. I grew up, there was all these other brands, Eureka and Hoover and Kirby, but nobody's ever heard of Dyson. And he comes along and he apparently, according to him on the podcast, did 4,000 prototypes till he got it right. And, wow. and then he pro takes it out to market. Now it's, I'm sure, far and away the number one vacuum in the, in the world or country or what have you. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Every failure, it's like when you knock on doors to sell something, you're, every door you knock on, you're one door knock, you're one knocked door to a success if you just keep going, you get closer and closer. But I think that's interesting. That same thing back to that coaching client that what's there to be grateful for. It, yes, it's easy to get discouraged. I understand that. But, yeah. but I also tell people like when in that roller coaster of life, when everything is going great, it's fantastic. If you're having a tough day, write in the gratitude journal, do some meditation, go for a walk, get some exercise, drink your water, take your supplements, do some stretching, do some exercise, whatever. And if all that doesn't work, then you know what your goal is? Get to tomorrow. And maybe it'll be better because typically it is. I love that. Yeah, you never it's, stop. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. There's always nobody has all up or down days, and I think one of the things, having been around suicide to different portions of my life, I always mm -hmm. feel bad because when somebody once said to me, "Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem." And I think about how many times I've been down on a, just a terrible day, but the next day was much better. So that's why I think something like the gratitude mindset, or I'll say in a gratitude journal, I have a little, it's set up here where the, you have your daily number. And so when I first go to write, I write my daily number and the daily number is one to 10, 10 is the best day of your life. And one is a, yeah. a bad day. And so on any given day, I'm usually an eight or a nine. And so if I'm an eight, then I write in my gratitude journal and there's another space for now my number. And now it's usually nine or nine and a half after just writing for five minutes. Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. can see how much you can change your mindset. You know, you mentioned something about suicide, which I'll share something um, about that. I get clients who have contemplated suicide. That's when I get that emergency phone call. Mm -hmm. And they want me to talk them out of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things, you know, working with the, the soul and the past lives, the soul's evolution. And I said, when we, you know, the, the belief of incarnation, when we die, our soul doesn't die. And it leaves with the level of evolution that you were at the time of transition. So I said, you may kill yourself, but your problems are not going to die. You're going to come mm -hmm. back to solve them. Mm -hmm. So I said, you're coming back. So, you know, we, we laugh and I said, you're here. You're here. Might as well do it now. Yeah. <laughs> Next lifetime is not going to be any better. Right. If you leave now, you'll, you'll make it better if you solve well, it. And, that, and that's funny. When <laughs> I was debating whether they'd even say this or not, but I've always thought it was fascinating because when a person takes their own life, how do they know where they're going isn't worse? I mean, it, it's I not it, like you said, it's not a guarantee that it's better. And then I guess the answer and I don't It's that, you know, their soul was not at peace in yeah. the body. It's not going to be at peace without the body. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Wonderful. So and, you know, in one of the techniques that I use with my clients in transformation is called the 6A technique, which I actually am writing. It is explained in my um, soon to be released book. Oh, great. And it's called the 6A technique. And the fifth, no, the fourth A is appreciation. Mm. So I got to thinking, are you, do you differentiate between gratitude and appreciation? That's a, that's a great question. And I would say, I look at them as just synonyms of the, of the greater sort of overarching idea of just being thankful. And so to me, thankful, grateful, appreciative, thoughtful, all those things are just 
focusing on the blessings and focusing on the good things that are happening to you. So I don't really make a distinction about one is, is different than the other, but it's just, it's that, and I, I'll come back to that glass half full. It's always about thinking, how can you describe that glass is half full? So there's different words. Yes. Yeah, some of them might have a little bit different distinction, but to me, they're all kind of about just appreciating the, the blessings that you have. About the same. Yeah, I was forced to kind of look deeper into this teaching mm. one of the group courses. And this is, you know, I gave this example and I and I and I came to this knowing or this conclusion that appreciation sometimes is we go look back at a bad incident a year ago. Mm. But because of what happened, your life has transformed in ways that otherwise it may not have had that bad incident not happened. Mm. So going backward and then appreciating, seeing the value that it brought to you in the current moment, mm -hmm. right? Gratitude is in the now moment. Appreciation when something bad is happening to you. I'll give an example. I suppose somebody just steals my car. And in that moment, well, I'm grateful that I wasn't in the car. They didn't like, you know, hiked away with me. Right. Um, but appreciation, you know, it's a snowing day and I have nowhere to no way to get home. My car is gone. I may not appreciate it. But who knows? Maybe I met somebody. Right. Who gave me a ride. And that turned out to be the, you know, the love of my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Isn't so I can go back and say, Thank you so much for stealing me my car. You know, mm -hmm. I, that's your, to me, that's the appreciation that you begin to see the value yeah, in the present true. moment of something that happened in the past when at that moment you may not be able to see. Right. So you may not be grateful, right? But mm -hmm. you're going, to, the, the appreciation is what can come off it, what can, yeah. what, where your challenges can lead you. Mm -hmm. And what can they turn you into? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know? And I can I can see those distinctions too. And I wanted to take a moment too, if it's okay with you. Yes. Just to take them. I wanted to read a couple of things because people ask me a lot about the science of gratitude. Mm -hmm. So it's not just some woo-woo study or sort of things that you and I do. Every once in a while you meet some people and they kind of, yeah, okay, that's kind of out there a little bit. But yeah, I just wanted to mention, I'll just take about a minute to read this because I just thought this was really neat where the science and the research and the studies have proven different things. And here's a couple of things that says, appreciating, back to the word appreciation, appreciating what we have measure really improves our relationships, our life satisfaction, our health, our sleep, and it improves our physical health, leading to fewer aches and pains, lower blood pressure, and less depression. Grateful people are more likely to take care of their health, exercise more often, and schedule regular checkups. Gratitude reduces toxic emotions like envy, resentment, frustration, anger, and aggression, and enhances positive emotions like empathy, caring, and sympathy. Too much of our time is spent pursuing things we currently don't have. Gratitude reverses that and realigns our priorities to appreciate what we currently have. Humans are built to attend to the things that go badly in their life. Happiness is rarely constant, so although happiness is a fantastic goal, gratitude for the tools that get you there are more important. How easily we can lose sight of everything we have to be thankful for when the circumstances of life become unpleasant. Think coronavirus. We are yeah. our own worst critics and we hold ourselves to impossible standards and we continually compare ourselves to others. Science says that the more you choose positive and kind words to describe yourself, your health, your body, and your progress, 
the less anxiety you will experience. And finally, a recent study concluded that people who wrote in a gratitude journal participated in significantly less gossip and less toxic behaviors in the workplace. People who feel good about themselves and their lives are kinder to others. So that was some research wow. I thought was really neat. Yeah, I mean, how can you not? You know, with the with the little tweak or a shift in the mind, with mm -hmm. the little uh, change in how we think, where we take our focus, the benefits are immense. Yes, absolutely. And and I think if if you know if our audience can take uh, even one thing from this conversation, from everything that David has shared with us, is insist on even if you think the life is so bleak. I, I tell my clients sometimes, I said, insist on finding something. Insist on seeing the light in it. Insist on it. No yes. matter how bizarre it is, insist on finding the positive in it, even though it may seem really ridiculous. If that's mm -hmm. a mantra, I'm going to find. I don't know what the positive of this is, but I'm for sure going to find it. Yes. I'm going to look absolutely. for it. And it's just you know, it's such a like a, a wonderful way of self-empowerment, yes. knowing your own power, knowing that you have the power to choose mm -hmm. and reaping the benefits. And it's again, it's like, you know, you can either go downward spiral or you can go upward. Correct. Write one gratitude. I, I When I start writing, I can fill a book. I actually, mm -hmm. I filled a book and then I ripped it up, threw it away. Then I started all over again. I never run out of it because you never can. Right, right. You know, so. And I think it's interesting, you know, when people choose the downward spiral, mm -hmm. I love the line. I forget who said it. Somebody that was famous, but how's that working for you? you I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not working. Wouldn't you want to, it's like the same thing when people say, well, if you can just give me one bit of advice, I go, just try writing a sentence every day. Just one sentence. That's going to take you 30 seconds, 10 seconds, whatever. Just try that. And see what happens. And maybe it's two sentences. Maybe pretty soon it's exactly. five Exactly. It's just, you know, simple. Because sometimes we think we have to have something major. Yes. It's a major undertaking. You can, right. at this moment, tweak your mind and just think, oh my God, what am I grateful for? Even to listen right. to this kind of information. Having this, you know, that gratitude guy speak to you. Mm -hmm. And he's telling you his life story. He's telling you the experiences that he's had. And how the practice of gratitude has changed his life, yes. not only his life, he's now changing the lives of so many. He's a motivational speaker, that gratitude guy. That's how I know David. And it, that's a name you're not going to forget. So anytime you feel down in the dumps, think of that gratitude <laughs> guy. Think of that's what he great. said to you. And so, David, how can people get a hold of you? Well, thanks, Mina. The easiest thing is my website, which is thatgratitudeguy.com. And you can look me up there for my gratitude journals, for coaching, for speaking opportunities and so forth. And then if you'd like to email me directly, it's just david at thatgratitudeguy.com. And that's got my, and back to the website, it's got my books on Amazon and different things, but either thegratitudeguy.com. I also have my podcast, which is thatgratitudeguy.com podcast and, or.com I should say is where you can reach my podcast. And then you can also reach me in the KS Media Group app which is available on all the major places where you get your applications to and access all my coaching, my my books and my speaking and so forth. So very good. So in summary, he has shared many points of contact with him. And don't forget the KS Media Group app that you can download from the Google Play or the Apple. 
And you're going to find David, myself, and many other expert practitioners on the practices of your health and well-being. And uh, so if you have enjoyed the show, please feel free to share. I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, David, for your thank time you, and for thank sharing you so much. your expertise. So don't forget that gratitude guy. That's the, that's the word for you to take home with you. And thank you for being with us. And I look forward to speaking with you next week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And we look forward to being with you next week.